0: to another episode of get a good start hey folks I started get to help other people and one of the ways I can do that is to introduce you to resources that can help you be successful the growth Suite is one of those partners and their mission is to provide you with the skill set mindset and tool set to increase your impact and income check out their free resources. For get a good start, listeners, over at thegrowthsuite.com/slash/get-a-good-start. Don't forget to visit getagoodstart.com for links to our guests and a list of action items that can help you. Get a good start. Right, folks, summer is here. Memorial Day has come and gone, and the fireworks are almost a weekly occurrence in this northeast section of the country where I reside. And certainly, if you want to stand out from the crowd, you need to be like fireworks and be a little bit larger than life. Speaking of being larger in life, a person who knows a little something about that is my next guest, owner of Readily Random Media, author of the highest-rated podcasting course on Udemy, and host of multiple podcasts. And he just launched a new podcast, which we're going to ask him about. Welcome to the show, Mr. Larry Roberts. Larry, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me, man. This is awesome. I can't wait to get
0: into it. So tell me about your new adventure you just kicked off.
1: Yeah, man, if you're talking about the podcast, I've got a new podcast coming out called The Day I Quit, and we're going to take a look at folks that have recently made that transition from the corporate rat race into entrepreneurship. And I mean, it can be any kind of business venture, but there's got to be a story there. You know, I have my story. I'm still relatively new to the entrepreneur space, although I've always been a side hustle kind of guy. This year, January 4th, as a matter of fact, was my last day in corporate America after a 21 year career at the same company. So I figure if I got a story, other people have stories and I think it'd be fun to listen to those stories and maybe even inspire some of those people that are out there that wanna make that transition, but man, it's scary. So maybe they need that little, that little extra something to get them to take that leap. I am sure that
0: there are many people who have a story that they wanna talk about and I know you're gonna be very successful in this. You have a lot going on. You have a lot of different business ventures. You're on a lot of podcasts and certainly every day, particularly in the big state of Texas, you need to have some kind of routine or something to get you going, get you motivated. When we talk about getting a good start to a career, to a life, I like to start off the show by asking my, my guests, what do you consider a good start to your day? How do you get that going?
1: Man, I got to tell you, and, and I think a lot of people would call BS to this. I don't know if we can cuss on here or not, so I'm not Yeah, cuss, you can. It's, it's- <laughs> a lot of people might call BS to this thing, but I honestly go to bed every night and wake up the next morning thinking about what I'm doing today to continue to grow my brand, grow my business, and establish myself as a thought leader in this space. I literally wake up, and that is the first thought that's in my head. And then I just try to take action. You know, I do everything that I can to keep myself focused and motivated to take that action. Uh, once I wake up, man, it's time to go. It's time to get after it. And you know, I don't let myself just lay there and think, "Oh, well, if I only did this, this would be great." No, you wake up at a certain time, whatever time that is. Some people are on the Hal Elrod train, where you got to get up at four thirty every morning and have that <laughs> miracle morning. I'll be honest. I'm not on that train, but <laughs> I'm on the you 6.30 train. That's yeah. 6.30 is train. I'm, train. I'm, I'm right there with you, brother. But you know, so I'm not going to sit here and try to tell people that I roll out of bed at 4.30 and I do my calisthenics and then I run 10 miles and then I come home and I eat this crazy, I don't, I don't do that, but I do get up and I do maintain my focus and I do get after it as soon as my feet hit the floor.
0: Larry, you said maintain your focus. What's a habit or something you do every day to maintain that focus? I mean, some people make lists, some
1: people uh, do visualization. What do you do? I think visualization is probably the best description of what I do. Here, here's a little insight into the that I don't give out very often. One of the things that I love to do to help me stay focused is I go to YouTube and I pull up thunderstorm videos. It's just sounds. You can find them. They're like 10 hours long and it's just a black screen and there's a sound of rain and thunderstorms off in the distance. I put on my headphones. I go into that thunderstorm. It's just a white noise for me. It blocks everything out and it just lets me chill and get my focus on point. I look at what I've got ahead for the day on the calendar. I start planning out my approach. If I haven't already got a plan from the day before, which generally I do, but I either reinforce or I take the steps necessary to adapt and adjust because I don't care how well I've planned out my day, guess what? there's going to be a wrinkle somewhere along the way and I'm going to have to adapt and I'm going to have to adjust. So I try to take that into consideration as well. I get some reading in, I make sure that I read every day, a business book, a media book. Right now I'm reading the YouTube formula. It's insights on how to leverage YouTube and the algorithm. I mean, that's the kind of stuff that I'm absorbing every day in an effort to continue to grow, continue to expand my reach and continue to develop as an entrepreneur. You talked about
0: thunder, you talk about lightning these things you know if i think about well it didn't happen in texas it was in kansas right when dorothy got picked up and sent back to this imaginary <laughs> place well, yeah. what if i could pick you up with the tornado and send you back to your younger self 21 years ago and say larry here you are there's yourself 21 years ago tell them what you learned these last 21 years what's the one thing that you would tell yourself to give yourself a better start to your life?
1: Man, I'll tell you right now, if I went back 21 years, I'd tell myself, don't, don't start drinking. That's what exactly (laughs) what I would do. (laughs) Cause I think I was 29 and I wasn't much of a party guy in the early days, but man, once I hit 29, 30 years old, uh, 99, 2000, somewhere in that neighborhood, Man, things just got a little blurry for a and I lost complete focus and I lost complete everything. I mean, because there have been some significant changes that took place in my 20s and I found myself at a crossroads and instead of doing something about it, I just kind of threw my hands up and went, ah, whatever. And I just started partying and having a good time. And I did not, I tried to hide from some of the challenges that I was faced with then as opposed to confronting them and overcoming them. I, I just ran to a bottle and that ended up biting myself in the backside pretty hardcore. Uh, I think seven years ago it's been now that uh, I've been sober and uh, ended up in rehab, did seven weeks in a rehab facility and got, like I said, got sober. But uh, that was was the fall of, of Larry Roberts was around 99, 2000, somewhere in that neighborhood when I really started really going to the clubs, really hanging out at the bars, really just not maintaining any focus and I wasted a, a whole lot of time there.
0: Well, congratulations on your sobriety. I know that sort of thing is a daily test, a daily thing you have to work at. And uh, I applaud you in in realizing it cuz a lot of people don't realize it and they don't see that that is dragging them down. They think it's always something they can handle and that's the biggest lie we tell ourselves, right? And, well, I'll tell
1: you right now, I didn't realize it either. And I just, I continued to hide from it. That's how I think you become an alcoholic and I don't want to harp on this too much, No, no, no. but I think that's how you lose focus is you, you find some solace, you find some security, you you're able to hide from the reality of things when you're in that haze, whether it's alcohol, whether it's whatever your addiction may be, it doesn't matter, drugs, whatever, but you hide. Now, if I hadn't reached the point that I was about to check out Literally, I was on the verge of dying and something hit me one day. I'd already been out of work for multiple weeks. I'd already been in the hospital once before that year when it happened. And I got sober for a couple of months and went right back to it after I got out of the spittle, right? But here I am sitting on my couch. I hadn't had anything probably, but gin and I think I had some special K breakfast drinks that I was trying to survive on, but nothing was staying down. And I'll tell you, I I don't know how it happened, but something allowed me to gain clarity for that moment. And I reached out and said, Hey bro, I called a friend of mine. I said, I'm not going to be here tomorrow if I don't get some help today. Right. And then he got into action. He called my wife and they got into action and they set things up. Next thing you know, I'm waking up and I'm in a different hospital several days later because the rehab facility couldn't even keep me because they couldn't get my vitals under control because I was so I had so much alcohol poisoning in my system that I had to go to the hospital for, I don't know, three or four days before they would ship me back to rehab. So I didn't have that moment of clarity. I didn't have that realization. I wish I could claim that. But I, I had that 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 epiphany more than anything. I, I wasn't able to go, look, I'm getting out of control and regain focus on my own. But I did have that epiphany moment where I was able to reach out and ask for help. So if you can get that focus, great, that's awesome. Take advantage of the opportunity and do something about it while you're still consciously thinking you need to make those changes. Otherwise, you may find yourself in my position or even worse, you may find yourself you know, in the afterlife going, oh, well, I guess I drank too much. I gotta tell you, it's one
0: thing as a parent I worry about my son and daughter going off to college. You hear about the binge drinking and you hear about this and I could say that I was I was too broke to get too involved in in drinking in New York City. Uh, but I certainly went through my stint of going out with the guys after work and spending a lot of money on and drinking a lot and all that. And certainly you have to catch yourself. If you don't, you know, like you said, you ran you're running. You're you're hiding, right? Yeah. And I think in our careers, whether it be your college career or your professional career, there are times when you want to run and hide. And it seems very easy to do that into whatever addiction you, you might find yourself in. It could be anything. It could be smoking. It could be drinking. It could be drugs. It could be a lot of different things. It could be eating disorders, right? Sure. But but certainly, I think the most important thing you, you said here is what I tell everyone is, you need to reach out. You need to reach out to that circle of trust. You need to at least have one person that you can reach out to and say, I need help. Bring this full circle. Sure. The thing you would go back and probably tell yourself is, hey, please face the challenge. Don't run from it. If you fail, look at that failure as a success in knowing that that's not your right path right now, but don't go hide from it.
1: Exactly. hundred percent. hundred percent. Because failure is not failure, and yeah. as soon as we realize that, we understand that failure is just an opportunity to learn. Absolutely. If, if you get it right on the first try, eh, you're not going to get a lot of value out of that. You're going to think everything is easy, but when we fail, we go, oh, well, that didn't work. Maybe I need to do this, and then if that fails, you go, oh, well, uh, that didn't work either. Let's try this it's an opportunity to learn. It's not failure. You're not over, you don't quit, you don't run, you don't hide, you just try it again and maybe you change something this time. Maybe you tweak something a little bit until you find that success that you're looking for. And I wish I had that lesson ingrained in me at the time. Uh, This week's podcast, which will be published live um,
0: in, in a couple hours, Salisha Thomas, who's an actress, talks about rejection is a gift. And yeah. I think if you look at that perspective, it's a learning experience, like you said. It's also, it's a protection. It keeps you from things that you're either not ready for or it could harm you. And so if you if you take it that way, you walk away with a better attitude about things too. And certainly people who face those kind of challenges, challenges that we're talking about, not hiding from them, also rejection which can happen over and over again and they need to have our college students they're leaving college maybe they're in college and they're going to an interview uh, for an internship or they're going to start a new career and start looking for a job and these students are walking out of school with the degree in hand thinking they know it all larry what do you tell those students what should they be told about the real world that no one told them go
1: Man, just stay open-minded, you know, I I know coming to you as a 40-something year old, you're maybe 22 now, you got all the answers, everything is laid out for you, you've been there, you've done that, you've got the degree to prove it, but I'll tell you what, man, you know, there's there there's no grading in life, you don't get an A or a B or a C or an F in life, you either find success or you don't find success. And you're going to be wrought with challenges. Some of your education is going to come into play. It's it's going to be very helpful. It's going to open doors for you. It's going to answer some questions, but it's not black and white. It's not like it is in the books. Life is different. I mentioned earlier, you know, I get up every morning with a plan. Well, guess what? Something's going to throw a wrinkle in that plan. And we have to learn how to be adaptable to these things that come at us that are unexpected. So be flexible. You don't necessarily know everything. I know that's my role as a 40 something year old, right? As what am I 40, I'm 49 in August? <laughs> so, you know, that's my role is to tell you, you don't know everything, but man, please just be open-minded enough to understand that there's still plenty more to learn out there and you have to be open-minded like a sponge. Just be like a sponge and suck it up.
0: I have an acquaintance, this acquaintance of mine, he's 89 years old. Oh, wow. And he just told me the other day that I'm his mentor. And I said, how am I your mentor? He goes, well, you always have to have a mentor in life. He goes, I have you and two other guys who are youngsters, you know, I'm, I'm 51, but I'm a youngster to him. And he says, because you have a different perspective. So a mentor doesn't always have to be older. They just have to have a different perspective. And I think, what, what you're talking about is that open-mindedness of being able to reach out to people who have different perspectives, take that experience and learn from it. And it's, it's all part of communicating with others on a regular basis, right? And certainly you communicate all the time. You ha- Podcast is a great communication vehicle and preparing sure. for a podcast is no different than every other type of public speaking or public uh, event where you have to get up in front of people and talk about some idea whether it's two people or 200 you know students in college and after college are going to have to perform they're going to have to perform on stage or they have to perform in front of people what's your top tip for these students if they have to do a presentation with regards to speaking and preparing for speaking
1: Man, well, you're talking about in order to be prepared. Well, that's, that's kind of the key component. Be prepared, do your homework, understand your audience and understand how that message is going to resonate with that audience. If your message doesn't necessarily resonate with the audience you're speaking to, find ways to change, adjust, adapt that message so so that it fits the audience. Now I'll tell you another real key critical component here, show up early to that presentation. Make sure you're comfortable with getting to wherever the location is. Here we are. COVID's almost over, right? We're wrapping it up. We're going to start doing this stuff in person again. Know where you're going. Plan it out ahead of time. Don't rely on the GPS to get you there. You know, it's funny. I was literally just on a call before this one, and we were talking about Lombardi time. You know what Lombardi time is? Nope. Tell me. The the legendary coach, Vincent Lombardi, oh, he operated yes. on Lombardi time and that was being 15 minutes early to anything is on time. So if you're scheduled to be at football practice at 4 p.m., you better be there at 3.45. Operating on Lombardi time will help so much. Arrive early, give yourself an opportunity to collect your thoughts, give yourself an opportunity to work through any issues that show up either in route to wherever you're going or the stage or anywhere. Be prepared, be on time. And by being on time, that means be early. On time is late and early is on time, right? Uh, 100%.
0: So you've had your own company for several years now. Um, You know, um, Readily Random Media, that's been around Mm -hmm. for what, uh, six years, seven years?
1: I've been podcasting. I've been in the podcasting space for six or seven years. Readily Random Media came in probably four years ago, maybe four or five years ago is when it kicked off. Um, and it's, it's still, it's the parent company for everything that I do. So regardless of what my podcast may be called or whatever it is that I'm doing, whatever sort of media outlets that I'm reaching out to, it's all under the umbrella of readily random media.
0: Now, I, let's say I graduated college last month. Mm -hmm. Now I'm this, I think I know it all. I think I know what I want to do. I want to start my own business. Give me a business tip about starting my own business that no one's going to tell me
1: that you learned that no one's going to tell you hire an accountant. (laughs) <laughs> that's a great that's a great tip i i, I was very
0: fortunate that i have one in the family so i didn't have to hire one but if i didn't have one i would have been in mess of
1: trouble oh it's it's so easy especially from a tax. this is this is so adulting and i know people <laughs> hate this type of you're looking for something inspirational like oh my god you just have to do this and chase your dreams look all that's great but guess what if you expose yourself from a tax perspective, you are going to sink faster than the Titanic. Get yourself somebody that understands tax law. Get yourself somebody that understands bookkeeping. Get yourself somebody that can give you sound financial advice every step of the way and utilize them to their fullest potential. Do that and you'll take off a ton of stress. I was sitting here talking about being on time to take off tons of stress. Find somebody to do your books for you, find somebody that understands taxes and have them do them for you. That'll take off a ton of stress. We want as business owners want to be able to focus on one thing that's running our business as content creators, especially we want to do one thing. We want to create content. I want to do podcasts. I want to make videos. I want to do whatever, maybe it's graphics, whatever it is that I'm doing, I'm creating all the time. That's what I want to do. Take the opportunity to find the help to take off all the yuck stuff that you don't want to do. I still don't have a full staff. I still don't have people that are doing the production of my content. But guess what? As Soon as that possibility shows itself, I'm going to hire them so that I can focus on the thing that makes me successful, that makes me the money and makes me feel fulfilled. That's creating the content. Do that. You'll be happier. You'll be much more successful and you'll find it to be a much easier ride. So, Tangent, sorry. No, no. <laughs> No, it was good.
0: That was good stuff. I was taking
1: a pause because I'm trying to, t- to take everything in.
0: We got one more question and we're going to wrap it up here. You have created a very successful podcasting course on Udemy. Yes. And if I had a skill that I want to share with others through an online course, what are some things I need to consider
1: before creating an online course? Really just have it mapped out, understand what you're teaching and how you plan on conveying that message There are so many ways to go about creating an online course. And I highly recommend you do it if you have something that you feel secure enough in creating a course for makes an excellent source of additional income, another stream of revenue. It's terrific, but make sure that you plan it out first. You know, one of the things that I've, I've learned over the last six years as a content creator is I I used to just kind of pull the trigger and then try to aim. And that's great. That works. We definitely want to get started. We don't want to find ourselves being in a, in a paralysis by analysis scenario. Right. Right. But at the same time, if we have our goals in mind, we need to lay out a plan on how we are going to get there. So if you want to have a high rated successful course on Udemy or any other platform, Thinkific or Kajabi or whoever it is that's out there, it doesn't matter. The approach is the same. Always have a plan first. Understand your goal and how you're going to get there. You know, especially when it comes to creating podcasts, I have my seven P's of podcasting. Proper previous planning prevents poor podcast performance. So it's the basis for everything that I do. Proper previous planning can be applied to anything that you're doing. So with the proper previous planning, your odds of success are exponentially higher. So plan it out. Make sure you know what you're trying to achieve by establishing this course, if you're just doing it to make some extra revenue, you're probably not going to approach it in a manner that's going to turn into revenue for you. You'll probably put a course out there that eh, maybe the ratings will be eh, mediocre. Maybe you'll sell a few, but you're not going to turn it into a lucrative revenue stream unless you have that plan put in place before you start producing the course. Is
0: there anything else you want to share with us today? before I I tell you, thank you. And we pack this thing up for today.
1: I got to give that shameless plug to my latest business venture called Podcast Boost, where I help you get off the launch pad and launch your podcast to the stars. It's at podcastboost.com. Check it out. I will. And I'll put that
0: in the blog that accompanies this podcast. So people have a direct link to that afterwards. I can't thank you enough for coming on the show. I think it's awesome that you came on. I'm so fortunate to have met you at the PodMax event that we were on together. And certainly no one has a more dynamic background to their podcast (laughs) than you do with all the figurines. Thank you so much, Larry.
1: Thanks, man. I appreciate it. It was awesome.